0: Greetings, Gente Puente! In this episode, Angel Barrera shares about the ways that summer mission trip experiences can energize your youth ministry programs and teach young people how to live out their faith. Si prefieres español, puedes encontrar un resumen del programa de hoy sobre las experiencias misioneras para adolescentes y jóvenes en patycc.com S21. I'm Patty Gutierrez from Patty's Catholic Corner. Our team strives to serve ministries like yours from behind the scenes. We provide best practices and encouragement with this podcast and our Facebook group, as well as Spanish translation services from a team experienced in Catholic ministry. You can find all the resources mentioned in today's episode and a summary of the episode in English and Spanish in the show notes found at pattycc.com slash 21. If you want to be part of our online community, just look for Gente Puente on Facebook and join the group. Today we're going to hear from Angel Barrera, who works for the Center for Ministry Development. After years of youth ministry experience in parishes and the Diocese of Brownsville, he now helps equip youth ministry leaders through his work with the center. As he shares in the interview, especially after participating in the Fifth Encuentro process, they are very much aware of the need for great, engaging youth ministry efforts that can reach the growing Hispanic population, as well as equipping adult leaders for that ministry. Some important elements of excellent youth ministry are helping young people encounter Christ, learn about their faith, and learn how to put their faith into action. A very powerful and energizing way to do that is to bring them on a short-term mission experience. Angel is going to share how any type of mission experience can be helpful to your youth ministry. If you're looking for an organized summer trip, Angel tells us about the Center for Ministry Development's programs across the United States, one for middle school youth and one for high school youth. Let's listen to my interview with Angel Barrera. Welcome, Angel. I'm so glad you're here on the Gente Puente podcast.
1: Hi, and thank you for having me. I'm excited to be with you all.
0: All right. I'm going to start us off with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we come before you so grateful for all the many blessings you have given us, especially the blessing, the gift of serving in your church. We know we are not perfect, and so we thank you for your mercy and for choosing to work through our broken humanity. Lord Jesus, you pray that we would be one as you and the Father are one. Pour out your Spirit as we strive to be gente puente, uniting the body of Christ. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Angel, it's such a pleasure to get to talk to you today. I'm excited to hear more about the project. But first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your vocation, and your ministry?
1: Absolutely. So uh, again, my name is Angel Barrera. I'm a project coordinator for youth ministry services uh, at the Center for Ministry Development. And so I'm a project lead on youth ministry access, a subscription resource. I do ministry training, workshops, and certificate programs, all in conjunction with what the the center does. Uh, but before then, I was working formerly as a diocesan director of youth ministry in the Diocese of Brownsville. So that's the southernmost part of Texas, um, right here bordering the the Mexican border uh, with, you know, Hidalgo, Cameron County, so the McAllen, Brownsville area. And um, I have some campus ministry experience, some parish youth ministry experience, and, and uh, a really important role that I have is uh, in my domestic church. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. happily married to my wife now as uh, you know, seven years, and that uh, we um, we have four children together, and so wow. yeah, so we get, it's it's a, a growing uh, church experience here, and it's uh, it's been a wild ride all the way through. So enjoying parenthood and and, and married life as well as uh, as ministry. So,
0: all right, thank you. Can you give us kind of an overview of what the Center for Ministry Development is and does?
1: Absolutely. So the center was founded back in 1978. So uh, we just, we're celebrating 40 years of having partnered with the Catholic Church in its ministry to young people and their families. So much of the work is around training and resourcing uh, parishes, Catholic schools, uh, dioceses. And so uh, one of the staple programs that's been around for a long time is a certificate in youth ministry studies. Uh, we also have the, the youth ministry access as a way to resource uh, parishes. Um And then the the project that I'm excited to share about is the the service learning or summer mission trips that we offer that are really a uh, launch point or a launch pad for for many parish youth ministries to get going and just kind of really energize their young people uh, to get involved and um, engage, to embrace their faith and engage in service in their local communities.
0: Yeah, can you tell us a little more about those mission experiences? How do they get set up, and what what do they do during their time with you?
1: Absolutely. So we have a couple of different programs. One is the Just Five Days program, which is our middle school service learning summer mission trip experience. And we have Young Neighbors in Action, the high school one. So we do offer both, and um, it's it's very exciting to have parishes participate in this because it means so much for the young people that participate. You can see the transformations that happen um, in young people when they participate in this, especially when it's their first time. And we do have a lot of returning uh, uh, young people to this. Uh, But we organize mission summer trips throughout the country, and we have parishes that plan and participate in coming to these. So in our middle school group, uh, would be coming for five days from Monday to Friday to a part of the country, usually within state. They're, they're, uh, most families are comfortable only sending their middle school youth about driving distance. Um, and they they spend the day, the the week with us, learning um, about Catholic social teaching, putting it into practice. We're praying, we're having fun. It's building community. And again, this is something that they're doing all with young people and adult leaders from their parish community, all while they're learning um Um, you know, uh, all about the faith and how it can be put into action and doing that with other young people from across the country.
0: Mm -hmm. How would a parish who's interested in sending a group, how would they go about doing that?
1: Well, I think it's important for them to discern what their needs are uh, in a service uh, learning experience. And, you know, the, the connections I see to Hispanic youth ministry or Hispanic ministry is that you know, Hispanics are very young. <laughs> uh, you know, just coming mm-hmm. off the Quinto Encuentro, looking at all the the stats, doing good Hispanic ministry is looking at doing good parish youth ministry. And so I, I think they need to be considered one and the same. And so we need to do good, good youth ministry. And so considering what are the needs of the, the young people that I'm serving and how do I mobilize them? How do I energize them? What What, what is it that we're wanting um, in our young people to be able to grow from from this experience? Um, if, if, if they're looking for a, a, an awesome experience in the summer that's going to build and energize their parish youth ministry, I think a summer mission trip, a summer camp, a summer conference is, is, is an excellent way to do that. Um after they, they make the decision and commitment and kind of all of that internally with their parish, the, you know, pastoral council and the parents and all that, it's to go about the practical process of letting us know that they want to come out and we'd help them find a site, uh, that's a good fit for them. Each of our sites are, are different and we work with local service agencies and or service organizations already existing in the community that have established relationships with the people, um, that that they're serving the people in need there, and so we plug in these visiting parish groups with these service organizations, and it can be from nursing homes to environmental nature centers to um, here in, uh, we, we, uh, in the Rio Grande Valley we send them to the respite center. Uh, so they're also you know working with uh, Catholic charities in that respect. We have some that are working with uh, Proyecto Azteca. Um, which is a local agency providing uh, and, and encouraging promoting home ownership for low income families. Um, so there's just a lot of different opportunities for them to be able to get connected uh, with that. And so there's some preparatory resources that we're offering them uh, that they can again to begin to to. To explore the themes, each each summer has a different theme. So our middle school uh, program this summer is is focused on the Beatitudes and exploring that, and for our high school program, they're explore, exploring what it means to be salt and light. Um, and so we're, we're we're helping young people look at through those themes, putting it into faith it, their faith into action in that respect with the local service agencies. So,
0: mm-hmm. what would you say are some of the effects of this experience, the preparation and then the mission itself, and maybe the unpacking that happens after, what have you seen as far as results in local parishes and youth ministries?
1: Absolutely, I, I think the single word that comes to mind is just transformation. Um, you know, there's many times that I'm I'm working with a parachute minister, and they're expressing concerns from their parents or from their young people about certain things that they think will be true, um, or certain ideas that they have about the area that they're visiting, or about the people that they'll they'll be serving. Um, and in many times when young people come to serve, there is an attitude that I'm coming to give something, and it's very quickly through their experience that they begin to to move from that position and and grow and realize that they're gaining so much in their in their service um, and so it's it's i think uh, just the, the word transformation is is the one the, the, is what keeps coming to mind and mm-hmm. in a practical way uh, for a parish youth minister i i think it it means you're going to have a lot of work ahead of you because you're going to have a whole bunch of young people on fire, ready to serve the church, wanting to get engaged. They're energized. They're going to come off of this week, usually asking, what's next? What's the next big thing we're going to tackle? And I found our young people to to have hearts of gold, and they are, are desiring to change the world. They see all the things going on, um, that, that that they want to change th- these injustices these these things that are happening uh, you know internationally and domestically and they want to do something about it and giving them this mm-hmm. opportunity to make the faith connections to give them an, a, a chance to do something is very very energizing um, and so I, I I think again the it's it's uh, service trips mission trips are are um, are an, a very easy way, <laughs> or a very mm-hmm. simple way. Maybe not easy, but a simple way to transform and energize uh, a group of young people and those adults uh, that come with them um, to be able to embrace their faith and live it out boldly.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure. When they return, uh, does the Center for Ministry Development also provide any kind of resources for having continuing that? Like you're saying, people are on fire when they come home, and they want to look for what's next. Do you also provide some ways of bridging that to the next step?
1: So, part of what we offer during our week is the uh, the experience is is how they're going to share and continue the mission of what they've lived out. Uh, back home. So part of okay. it is they're preparing a messaging because bringing a group of young people uh, to a mission trip experience isn't cheap and, in, in, in both finances, but is also in time and the commitment um, that it is. It's, it's an investment on behalf of a, of a parish and a faith community. So it's important that young people express and share the benefits and fruits of their experience in, in these days together. And it, it, you know, though we may have, you know, three people come from a faith community or twenty people come from a faith community, it's the entire faith community represented in this group of young people. And so uh, they're helping to support, and they're supporting these young people financially and in prayer. Um, so it's important that they share that message. So that's part of what they do in their week is they're preparing how they're going to share the the fruits of their experience. Um, and then we also explored practical ways that they continue the service of what they've done and many of them stay in communication with the service agencies that they begin to work with so uh, again cuz mm-hmm. these are established organizations in the community they we have returning teams that want to come back to the same service organization every year so that they can continue working with those same families or the same people that were in that in that center um and so it it it's again the the beginnings of a of a budding relationship or, um, or, or just a, a way of of continuing and living the faith in between you know the summer experiences there.
0: Yeah. So are these reflections and preparation? kind of meetings that are happening throughout the experience, are those led by a Center for Ministry Development staff? Or so, who leads those?
1: So we would prepare our team leaders, which are the the ones at the parish. So the parish youth minister would work with their adult team to organize their group, get all the forms, and, and we, we send them uh, preparatory uh, sessions that they can explore and prime the conversation with the... So like this year, they'd be exploring the Beatitudes and learning some things about the Beatitudes before our week together uh in the summer and then afterwards they would be unpacking that and the same would be true for our high school program about salt and light Um, while we're on the week together that's when we have our adjuncts or, or the the center for ministry staff uh providing the instruction the formation and the the learning that's happening there
0: yeah great Can you go into a little more detail about what a group would expect to experience, what the format is like, what the schedule is like during their mission experience, maybe separate by the middle school and high school if there's differences?
1: There are some differences and my more personal and practical experiences with the middle school because I've led some in Wisconsin and and then our local sites here. Um, So it's a five-day program. They would arrive uh, Monday and then we would be getting everyone settled into the site and they'd find their rooms and get kind of all the logistical and practical things that need to happen. And then we do a lot of community building. We're exploring and just doing the introductions to the theme. Um, And again, we have, you know, we can have one uh, parish from just like here locally. We have them from Central Texas. We have some that are coming from just down the street. And so it's an opportunity to meet uh, other young people. And so we have to do that, uh, uh, that get to know you and the community building at that time, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because they're going to have the shared experience They're sharing a living space for five days. So that in itself is a experience for a lot of our young people, which we have to kind of walk through as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. So having 60, 70 uh, middle schoolers together and their adult leaders yeah. is always a fun experience. Um, and so we explore that together. There's rich experiences of, uh, of energizers and, and prayer. We do have a prayer and music coordinator that helps. And, and part of what we do with our prayers, we're empowering young people to take, active roles in leading prayer or to lead uh, in some of the dynamics and community builders. So part of what we're doing is also building our young people and uh, the leadership skills and abilities in them, and also just their confidence and being able to get up to the mic, to be able to lead a song, to be able to, to, to proclaim a reading uh, during our, our prayer. So that happens on Monday. Our Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, has a brief, uh, a brief opening prayer experience, and then we send them off to the service site. So here they're they're doing the direct service with the, the the service agency for those three days and then they're coming back at the end of the day and they have a chance to shower and have dinner and then we do some evening programming to make those faith connections and so each day looks a little different. Uh, but that's how that that part of the week goes. And then we end on Friday, um with reflections and again just the, the the sending forth of of what we're going to do now and how are we changed by the experience that we've had. So that's that's in a nutshell what the the just five days the middle school program looks like. The the Young Neighbors in Action, our high school program, looks very similar, except it's seven days long, and they do have a Culture Night, which is a, a really unique experience uh, where they highlight the area of the country that they're in, and they they bring in some element of of exploring the 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 ethnic national the uh, or national groups represented in that community. Um, so there can be dancing, there's food, there's music. It's just a very festive experience of enjoying that part of the country so we find that our high schoolers are much more willing to travel and so uh they will fly and some fly you know clear across the country just halfway across the country to a site and they've never been to this part of the country and so beyond working in their service site um and staying in uh, in their location they're going to be experiencing part of the the flavor of the site or you know uh whatever part of the country that they're in so
0: yeah great thank you We'll continue with my interview with Angel in a moment, but I want to share a little more about my company, Patty's Catholic Corner. We're a team with experience in Catholic ministry, and we understand what it's like to have a lot to do and not have a team big enough to do everything you want to do in ministry. So we want you to be able to focus on your ministry while we take care of your translations from English to Spanish or from Spanish to English. Myself and the other translators on the team have many years of experience in both Catholic ministry and Catholic translations, so you never have to worry if your translation is true to its message. We know church lingo, and we have a heart to reach Hispanic Catholics. For more information, visit pattycc.com. Now let's continue the conversation with Angel. Angel. Could you go into a little more detail about the spiritual aspects or the spiritual transformations that either you've seen personally or you've heard about through these mission experiences? How do the youth go away with a deeper faith experience or how do they encounter God during this mission experience?
1: Absolutely. I, I mean, we have um, many times young people again, really impressed by how much you're gaining from the people that they're serving. And, um, some are coming in with a very uh, d- just kind of superficial idea that I'm giving something and, and that's it. it. Like it's a, like it's a transaction essentially I'm helping someone in need and that's the extent of it. Um, but there, there's these, these, I mean, you notice it, especially at the latter part of the week where young people are being moved. Um, I mean, we've had some young people even crying, just talking about how much the families that they've served have been able to give. Uh, we had mm-hmm. one, Family that was serving in a very impoverished part uh, of the county um, and and these are very large families living in single room homes in uh, in some cases with dirt floors um, and and uh, i mean you, you wouldn't expect this to be you know in the United States an experience in mm-hmm. a reality for many many people, but it is for in this part of the the country and i'm sure it 's true in other parts but we had young people working in this area, and they could see the, the the just the overt poverty that that was there. It was very explicit, it was very forward, and very in your face. Um, mm-hmm. But something that they would remark on is the joy in the children, the joy in the in the parents, um, to be able to to be so hopeful. In their faith and to be able to share that with with the young people and the adult leaders when they come out as a team to serve during the day Um, they're talking about the struggles that they're having but that they have hope in god and they're thankful for the church they're thankful for them and i think that's something that begins to change in young people they they see how they're valuable they see how they can directly impact the life of another person uh, for the better, they they can be the face of Christ, and someone else can present the face of Christ to them. Um, we had one family that that uh, that didn't have much, and what. Uh, prepared a birthday cake for one of the, the team members. It was a young person on the team. Um, mm. And they're celebrating their birthday. And again, they were just moved because they know that they were struggling. They knew they've been helping them all week long. Uh, but the family had wanted to say thank you and to celebrate them. Um, and so they had prepared that. And it just it really touched the, the, the hearts of the young people on the, the, the team. To feel that this is not a transaction, this is a relationship. This is this is that accompaniment that we're talking about, uh, where young people experience Christ, they encounter Christ in one another, um, and it's you know getting out there, it's living out missionary discipleship, and making it very easy to to approach. Um, so that I, I, that I mean that's just kind of one dynamic I've seen, but it's it's something that many of the parish youth ministers talk about. Uh, there's a lot of hesitations or kind of a, 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 a preconceptions of what they're going to be doing. And then they're just walking away, blown away with with just how how similar uh, everyone's needs are, uh, even though their situation may be different.
0: Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of whenever I was a volunteer in Ecuador and the experiences we had there. And we would have groups come down for a week and... In even ourselves as missionaries of one year, you start with a mentality of what you're going to give. But like Mm -hmm. you say, very quickly you realize that it's about changing you. And that's what our um, organization would always say. This is about letting yourself be changed so that the rest of your life you're different. And then you go out and find ways to help change long term. Absolutely. So even though, of course, that is one of the main goals of this experience Tell me if you've also seen, or can you share anything about the changes that you've seen in the receiving parishes or sites or local agencies, and the change over the years? Absolutely, uh, how mission groups come
1: well uh, they're they're very very grateful and um, if you've worked with service agencies before you know that sometimes it's a hit or miss and um, and, and you know managing volunteers it's is a full-time job and that's exactly the role mm-hmm. of some people that we work with is the, all they do is vol- manage and coordinate volunteers um, some service sites that we come to are can never guarantee us work you know they can never block us out because they have mission. Uh, other groups visiting and so sometimes they have too much help and then other times of the year they don't have enough help. (laughs) But they're always Mm. grateful for the help and there's always work and I find that that's something uh, I've seen these service agencies be really creative and ready to respond in finding work for our young people. Um, The other thing I've seen is that our service agencies sometimes underestimate the amount of work and the quality of work high schoolers and especially middle schoolers can do. They think, oh, yeah, they can do this. They're going to work with so and so for this, you know, for the three days. And the middle schoolers can knock that out in a you know, a day or in, in wow. the morning and they're like, and they're just ready and kind of like, what's next. Um, and it, it can blow some of the the coordinators, uh, mm-hmm. minds, you know, like, Oh gosh, I, that'd been, that'd been a problem and, and something all year long. And now you guys have taken care of it. And oh. <laughs> so, um, and, and again, our young people are very eager to, to serve. And, uh, I, I think that's something that, that, um, that always impresses the the service agencies is the willingness and the disposition of young people. They're coming with joy and they recognize that these are hot summer months. We're in deep South Texas. So this mm. is, these are hot, hot days. And the young people are coming out here and they're still excited, they're still joyful. Uh, we've had thunderstorms and you know we can have the other extreme where it's just you know all these torrential rain coming and washing out some of the plants. We have groups that work outside that do some of the landscaping. For the homes and 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 um in in one of the areas here um and you know it it can you know foil our plans of what we had planned for them but um uh, but again our our young people our teams are coming out with such joyful hearts and it's again it's a very powerful thing to experience and it's a it's a it's a bonding experience uh just like even the road trip to a mission trip <laughs> uh, you know that mm-hmm. the it is something that, that, that marks the, the relationship. And again, something that I think parish youth ministries will be able to yield fruits from for a long time. Um, so in whatever they, they do, it's it's more than just the days of service. It's the whole experience of getting ready, fundraising, you know, getting parents ready for this experience, sending them off and receiving them back. It's 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 uh it's a very exciting thing to see for parish communities to be transformed, to be energized by that, and again to be on both sides of that. To be able to see it happening in parish youth ministries, but also with these service agencies um that 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 uh benefit so much from that.
0: Mm-hmm. If there is a leader listening who maybe works for Catholic Charities or a possible receiving parish or service site, Mm -hmm. what could they do to propose their site as a place to receive a mission?
1: They can get in touch with us. So we have a couple different project coordinators. So Joan Weber is a project coordinator for the high school program, the Young Neighbors in Action. And Susan Serrell is a project coordinator for the middle school program, just five days. So... uh, it, contacting either of them and finding, uh, what, h- how many teams we have going out there, uh, how close, uh, our sites are to in their area. So if they visit our website, we have listings of all the different sites across the country that are happening this summer. Um, and if we're in your area and it's drivable, usually about 20, 30 minutes is, Acceptable for a team to get out to the, to do a, a day's work of worth, work. Um, you know they can they could be a good fit as a as a as a, reci- as a recipient of a, one of these service teams, and we we'd love to have that. Uh, we do have teams uh, or parishes that are looking for new experiences, um, so we're happy to have those conversations to see what we can do to send middle school or high schoolers to to witness and experience and work with uh, some of these service agencies.
0: Okay, but mainly around 20 to 30-minute areas of the places where you already have sites established.
1: Correct, yes. And then they can contact okay. the, uh, the the project coordinators for some of those details on what that can look like.
0: Yeah. Okay, we'll put all of the links in the show notes to that information in your website and the contact information for those program coordinators. Wonderful. Um, related to that, I was going to ask... Are you set up like in regions where a certain state would uh, perish in a certain state would contact a certain person or anyone who's interested in the middle school program contacts you?
1: So the first point of contact is our central office, which which is in Washington okay. State. So that phone number is two five three eight five three five four two two, and it's all over the website. So you call that number, mm-hmm. they will put you in contact with the right people, um, and 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 they'll have they'll help you and uh, facilitate those local conversations with the site coordinator, and they'll give you the details about the sleeping accommodations. If there's any dietary restrictions with young people, they can tell you about the type of work that's available in that area. Um, and and they'll give you the details of that. So mm,
0: great. Also, knowing that our audience is mainly are mainly Catholic ministers that are working with the Hispanic community or want to be, what could you say to them? Maybe specifically about resources, how you have overcome language or cultural barriers, or how do you in integrate or involve the language and culture of the groups that you're serving and then the groups that are coming to serve. Is there anything that you'd like to share about that?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question because I think it's hard to answer with a, <laughs> a blanket statement. I think it's the the, the answer is steeped in accompanying uh, the people that you serve and to know them well, to know their needs, and to be able to just talk with them. Um, again, sometimes we're coming with re- preconceptions on what people need, be it the young people that, that we're working with or be it the service agency you're going to be heading out to. Um, and I think having those conversations about – language about needs about uh you you know just the the availability uh is 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 uh where the answer lies usually in how to be effective so um i i think it's rooted in knowing and and getting to know one another
0: Mm -hmm. i guess i'm i'm thinking of maybe a hispanic minister who's nervous about bringing their youth to a mission experience maybe the youth don't have a real, can't speak English real fluently and maybe will feel alienated in some way or they're not sure if they're ready, I guess is what I'm asking. Sure.
1: So I would I would express those concerns as a, as a parachute minister to the site coordinator and say that these are some of the things that, that uh, just again, to advocate for your needs and for your young people, just put it out there. Say, hey, this is a concern and this is something that uh, I want us to all to be aware of um, so that we can be intentional. And there's ways that we can do that. Uh, programmatically, we're making uh, you know, there's a lot of small group conversations, and we can very easily have uh, small group conversations happen in Spanish because I know that that for Spanish dominant uh, Hispanic youth, that's that's important that they can, especially when it, it, it's in in regards to speaking about the faith, speaking about God. It, some, some of us just feel more natural speaking about that in Spanish. Um, mm-hmm. We can allow for that to happen. Our, our program and even some of the programmatic elements that, that we do in, and the references um, are culturally sensitive to that. And, and they make the references uh, to to Hispanic settings. Um, and so it would be something that I, I, I think they would not be very far removed from. And if there were a, a parish minister that was hesitant about bringing, um, you know, uh, mostly Spanish speaking youth, I think it's worth having that conversation with our site coordinator or with Susan or Joan or I about what, what the program would look like and, and some of the things that you've had um, uh, work before. And we are very uh, flexible. One of the things that, that that's uh Noteworthy about the way we do summer trips is they're typically smaller than some of the mega conference experiences, and so it makes us more agile and more uh, able to adapt to the group's needs. Um, so we we can we can do that within our program.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. And if the minister themselves prefer to speak to someone in Spanish, is there staff or adjuncts that are able to do that?
1: They, yes, and they can reach out to me if, if that was of interest okay. for them, and we can definitely have those conversations.
0: All right. Can you tell me also in general, any resources specifically that the Center for Ministry Development has provided or has available for Hispanic ministers? Uh, I
1: would I would recommend our youth ministry access. It, it, it's subscription resources with gathered youth nights. Um, there, there's a lot in English, there's some in Spanish, and we're working to build out more in Spanish. Uh but we do have a lot that speak to both cultures. So, uh, I, I mean, we, we have uh, a lot of parish youth ministers asking, how do we explore the other los Muertos uh, Posadas? How do we do Our Lady Guadalupe? How are we doing um, You know, all, all of these things uh, that, that are, are uh, rich in a Hispanic cultural setting with our parish youth ministry at large? We have gathered mm-hmm. youth nights for that. We have entire retreats that do that. Um, they're using movies. They're using a lot of different things. Uh, we have... And we write to all different topics. So we're writing about prayer and worship, catechesis, evangelization, community life, justice and service. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to help uh, parish youth ministers have these conversations with young people and their families uh, uh, about some of the topics that are, you know, uh, really important in being had. So we have the faith conversations and the faith topics worth exploring, but we also have these more special topics that are going on that that can be related to immigration, that can be related to your Catholic social teaching and morality, uh, where young people usually want to have, you know, more open and honest conversations about that. So we have tools that can be helpful in that regard.
0: Great. So it sounds like there's a good mix of resources that can help youth groups that don't have any Hispanic members to... Um, Be introduced to some of the concepts or the cultural aspects of Hispanic culture, but then also for integrated youth groups or youth groups of Hispanics, particularly that they can still benefit from some of the resources on there.
1: Absolutely. And if there are particular needs that ministry leaders uh, are looking for, they can share those with us. Again, we're a small ministry organization, but we're, we're looking to, and, and that means that we can respond more quickly than most mm-hmm. to, to the needs. And so that's something that we want to know. Um, we participated in the Quinto Encuentro recently, and that's still something that we're discerning is what does this mean for the Center for Ministry Development? Again, we've been around 40 years, and the question is, how do we respond to the current realities of church in the United States today? Um, and what does that mean again in in the context of of young people and their families Um, and so you know you can't get away from what does this mean for Hispanic ministry and so we're we're asking those questions we're still discerning and if people would want to share what their needs are we would be all ears um, to, to listen to that
0: great thank you is there anything else that you wanted to share in general about Center for ministry development
1: no I, I but I, I would want to encourage people if they have training and, and and resourcing needs to consider us we do ministry workshops every year we do a, a certificate program um, a lot of what we do is is partnering with these parishes and dioceses in your area to offer our services so some people are surprised that they've never heard about the Center for ministry development though it's been around 40 years um, it's it's we we are kind of the the we're we're, in, we're helping we're kind of like the engine under the car you know to help uh, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. partnering with with uh, with our, our diocese that have particular training needs or, or or ministry resource needs we're we're helping them and so that's that's been our stance and that's part of how we work um, and so it's it's something that you may have already been uh, a product or participated in one of our services and programs without knowing it so. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Thank you. Well, before we close the interview, I wanted to ask you more generally as a leader in ministry, what's something that you've learned that you could share with the ministers that are listening? Absolutely.
1: Um, I, I would have a few things to share uh and and I think given especially the the, the launch of this new year <laughs> uh that uh, just discerning how how we can be better in this this new year and part a lot of my training and ministry workshops are with a lot of young youth new youth ministers so these are a lot of millennials entering you know ministry uh, full time for the first time and and I think it's really easy to kind of go in headlong um and, and get disillusioned with what, what they find in the church or what they find ministry to be day in and day out. And I, I would encourage ministry leaders to find a balance to be able to pray and discern what's happening, to find community uh, to be able to to lean on uh, in, in these moments um, and to find ways to... to, to uh, Find f- find ways for to have recreation that isn't in ministry, um, mm-hmm. because if if you if you stay in ministry long enough and that's all you do all day, you can burn out and you can get really bitter and 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 you can stay in ministry and be burned out and bitter and that's not good for anybody. <laughs> um, and so it's it's not that joy of the gospel Pope Francis keeps talking about. It's not this, <laughs> this you know, uh, it's kind of that Lent without Easter he talks about. So we really need to present a joyful spirit that, that the Christianity that Christ is sharing with us is hope. Uh, we are an Easter people. And so I, I think it's important that we maintain that. Um, and so I, th- those would be some of the recommendations I
0: make. Awesome. Thank you. Could you speak directly to someone who's in that situation that you describe of feeling burnt out or frustrated or disillusioned with ministry? Can you speak to them and encourage them?
1: Absolutely. I I I, I think ministry in many ways is uh, can be a thankless job. And so first and foremost, I want to say thank you because I I I have four Children of my own. And I pray that there are caring adults and ministry leaders, like many of the listeners uh, to the podcast, that are striving. To do their their ministry, to striving to do their work with such zeal, with such faithfulness, with such uh, piety, to, to be effective. And I mean, just to go to a ministry workshop or just to listen to these podcast episodes is demonstrating that you want to be better. <laughs> you're reaching out to 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 be more effective. To find that new resource, you're asking awesome questions, and you're not alone in that. You, you there's a community of people, be it the listeners to this this channel or be it, uh, you know, a uh, people in your parish community that want change and want to, to present Christ in, in, in a faithful way in their ministry, I would, I would encourage you to, to reach out to them, lean on them and, and ask them for prayer. Um, and know that, that we pray for you, um, as the center for ministry development, we've been ministry and resource, uh, doing ministry and resource training, you know, for 40 years. We've seen a lot of, uh, of these faces throughout the country, different parts of the country, um, and there are so many, so many uh, people that, that work so so faithfully. Um, it, it's very, very encouraging to see that. And and I would encourage you to, to find strength, to find hope.
0: Thank you so much. Could you close in prayer for those who serve the church?
1: Absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to discern and, and to learn about uh, how we can help young people Find their giftedness, share their giftedness, uh, and put it into action. We pray that uh, summer experiences like these mission trips can be uh, an important bookmark in the life of a young person to be able to live out their faith, to, to encounter Christ, to share Christ. Uh, and we pray that to the parish communities, be faithful and joy-filled communities to mobilize our young people to be missionary disciples. We pray for the needs uh, of of all those uh, in our community. Uh, we pray that we can better resource our, our ministry leaders to carry out their work better. And we pray... Uh, like uh, uh, for, with the intercession of Saint Joseph who worked uh, so tirelessly tirelessly and so so quietly uh, in the life uh, of of Jesus and Mary that uh, he can be an example and role model of what it is to do this faithful service with this intimacy with Christ um, in 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 that quiet and all of this we pray in Jesus name Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Angel. I'm so glad that you came and shared with us about these mission experiences, and I hope listeners will take advantage and incorporate that into their youth ministry. Thank you.
1: No, thank you so much, Patty. look forward to that.
0: What a great interview with Angel. Here are some of the key takeaways for me. Number one, mission trips provide an opportunity for transformation. Like I shared in the introduction episode of the Gente Puente podcast, mission trips strengthened my own faith and commitment to use my talents to serve others and make the world a better place. I saw that time and time again when high school and college groups would come down to where I was serving in Ecuador with Rostro de Cristo for an immersion experience. If you want to see your young people transformed by encountering Christ in the poor, consider organizing a mission trip. Even just one week right here in the United States can be extremely powerful. Number two, mission trips are a way to energize your youth ministry. I just love how Angel described having a bunch of young people on fire, ready to serve the church, energized, wanting to get engaged. They come home asking what's next. They want to find ways to help solve the problems that they've seen locally and nationally and internationally. Number three. Successful mission trips take preparation, reflection, and unpacking. Don't just prepare the logistics, prepare the hearts and minds of the young people. Then during the mission trip, take the time to reflect on what they're seeing and experiencing and help them to connect it to their faith life. And lastly, after the trip, be sure to take the time to unpack their experiences, preferably with their families, and help them discover how they can use what they've learned to continue putting their faith into action all year long. Number four, don't forget to involve the entire parish community. Like Angel said, consider the mission trip to be an investment of the entire parish and that these young people are representing their faith community. Whether you use these formalized programs or you organize your own, make sure there are elements that the entire parish community can get involved in and then share in the fruits of the mission trip as well. Number five, you are not alone. Like Angel says, it's really easy to jump into ministry headlong and quickly find yourself burning out. Finding community to support you is crucial to longevity in ministry. Join the Gente Puente community on Facebook to share your joys and your struggles with other ministers. Also, find ways locally to bring a few ministers together to support one another. Don't be afraid to reach out and find support and ask for prayer. We're in this together. Well, I hope you liked the interview too and that you'll consider incorporating a mission trip into your youth ministry. Make sure to visit the show notes at pattycc.com slash 21 for the links to all the resources mentioned in the episode. You can also see there the contact information for the people Angel mentioned that people who are interested in bringing youth on a mission trip can connect to, as well as all of the resources that the Center for Ministry Development has, including their subscription service, Youth Ministry Access. I hope you also come to our Facebook group to share photos and resources of the activities that you're doing in your parish or diocese. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash Gente Puente, or just look for Gente Puente on Facebook. In the next episode, we will be talking with Jose Juan Valdez who leads a ministry for marriage enrichment called Serán Los Dos Uno. He will share from his experience about how to create and maintain a vibrant ministry to accompany couples and help them keep their marriages strong. Don't forget to subscribe to the Gente Puente podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening today. May God bless you and your ministry as Gente Puente.